Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I am Nick. I'm Matt. And here we are to discuss a random monster from a random monster manual. In front of me, I have Dungeons & Dragons 3.5, Monster Manual number 1. We are open to page 241. We are at the neighbor of the Tarrasque, the critter following the Tarrasque. I don't... I... I'm, I'm not emotionally prepared to handle the Tarrasque yet. Someday. <laughs> just his neighbor. Someday we'll do the Tarrasque. I just, just his neighbor. Just Tarrasque adjacent. We have on page 241, the Tendriculus. Ah, uh, all right. The Tendriculus. Not a Harry Potter spell, but a, a actually pretty cool monster. So this is a huge plant. It is a challenge rating of, where is it? The numbers are always all over the place in in 3.5. There we go. A challenge rating of 6. It's only 6. It's got a speed of 20 feet. It's got an initiative of negative 1. It has... That must be... Oh, that's because of its dex. So it's... Let's see. Where are your stats? So it has a strength of 28, a dex of 9, a con of 22, an int of 3, a wisdom of 8, and a charisma of 3. So this creature looks like a mound of vegetation supported by vines and branches. The mass has a huge opening filled with teeth of sharp branches and long thorns. The tendriculus is a plant that may have been mutated by foul magic or may have originated on another plane of existence, or possibly both of these theories are true. A tendriculus can rear up to a height of 15 feet. It weighs about 3,500 pounds. It's best known for its ability to grow and regrow its vegetable body extremely rapidly. Whole new leaves and vines appear in just a few minutes. A tendriculus accomplishes this by consuming vast quantities of meat. Animals and other plants are unnerved by the presence of a tendriculus. They avoid it in any place it has been within the last 24 hours. So it grows plants by eating meat. It, yeah, it grows itself. Well, it's 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 like a um, like a corpse flower or or a Venus flytrap, you know, it, just on a much grander scale. Yeah, it's just interesting to think it's not a fly; it's a cow. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's that big, it, it'd have to be a whole hell of a lot of flies. Oh yeah. So for sure. why not why not cut out the cut out the middleman of? <laughs> nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> you just. just you scale up. You scale yeah, up. That's yeah. it. it. For combat, it's got a couple of cool things in combat that are uh, actually, in reading it, they're very similar to, what was that wind sock thing that we saw? Oh, the wind ghost? That we talked about a while ago. Is that what it was called? Yeah. The wind ghost? Wind ghost. Oh, that's actually this Tuesday. Wind ghost. So it is, It's it, it's got some, some of the same mechanics as the wind ghost. Okay. Prowling deep forests or wading in vegetated areas, looking like nothing more than a small hillock, a tendriculus attacks savagely, showing no fear. It attempts to swallow as much flesh as it can as quickly as it can. It has an improved grab. To use this ability, a tendriculus must hit a creature at least one size smaller than itself with its bite attack. It can then attempt to start a grapple as a free action without provoking an attack of opportunity. So it's, it's, 
It's just a free free attempt to grapple. That's really nice. Yeah. If it wins the grapple check, which, again, its strength is, what, a 28 or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's got a 28 strength, so you'll be hard-pressed to beat Good that luck. strength check. If it wins the grapple check, it establishes a hold and can try to swallow the opponent in the following round. A tendriculus can also use its improved grab ability on a tendril, on a tendril attack. If it wins the grapple check, it establishes a hold, picks up the opponent, and transfers it to the mouth as a free action, automatically dealing bite damage. So let's, it's it's full attack. It's got, let's see, at, at six, at a, at a challenge rating of six, it's got a bite attack that's a plus 13 melee attack and two tendril attacks that are plus eight melee. So it's got three attacks, all of which can get you in its mouth. And then once you're once you're in its mouth, it's got a swallow hole slash paralysis. A tendriculus can try to swallow a grabbed opponent by making a successful grapple check. So it needs to make another grapple check once it's in the mouth. Gotcha. But again, it's a 28 strength. Once inside the plant's mass, the opponent must succeed on a DC 20 fortitude save or be paralyzed for 3d6 rounds. Holy by the tendriculus's digestive juices, taking 2d6 points of acid damage per round. A new save is required each round inside the plant. The save is con-based. A swallowed creature that avoids paralysis can climb out of the mass with a successful grapple check. This returns it to the plant's maw, where another successful grapple check is needed to get free, and I'm assuming in that following turn it can just try to swallow you again. Oh yeah, for sure. Because, you, because you're there. A swallowed creature can also cut its way out by using a light slashing or piercing weapon to deal 25 points of damage to the tendriculus's interior, which is an AC-14. Once the creature exits, the plant's regenerative capacity closes the hole. Another swallowed opponent must cut its own way out. We saw the exact same thing with the, the wind, wind ghost? Yep. Yeah, with the wind ghost, with the wind sock. A huge tendriculus's interior can hold two large, eight medium, 32 small, 128 tiny, or 512 diminutive or smaller opponents. I just, I want to see someone get swallowed and find, find 300 diminutive creatures like just sitting in this thing's stomach. They, and they can't, they can't do that 25 points of slashing to get out of there. No, not at all. And it has regeneration, bludgeoning weapons, and acid deal normal damage to a tendriculus. A tendriculus that loses part of its body mass can regrow it in 1d6 minutes. Holding the severed portion against the mass enables it to reattach instantly. Okay. So if it stops to hold up its its one, like, leafy tentacle to its to its stump, it, it will regrow Instantly, doesn't need that that one d six. Yeah, that but is I imagine cool it it take it takes up an action for it to do that, so you could still be hitting it at the time. For sure, yeah. So it says, it said, bludgeoning and acid damage, damage it normally, which yep. I'm assuming means that oh, because it in under its special qualities, it has plant traits, which means maybe for a plant though it has it has damage reduction to those nor like normally a plant like thing would have damage reduction so they're just pointing it out like it doesn't 
it could could still be hurt by acid and 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 bludgeoning i guess yeah that's what that sounds like yeah so this thing is pretty cool if you if it gets your wizard i think you're boned <laughs> Like, you do not want your wizard who has no strength, probably doesn't have a slashing weapon. Even if he did, he doesn't have the strength to deal damage with the, the, the slashing weapon. Your wizard gets gets grabbed by this thing. It's it's inevitable that he will get in there. And he doesn't have a con, so he's not going to make the con save to save against the, the paralysis. And he doesn't have hit points, so he's not going to last long with those 2d6 of damage for 3d6 rounds of paralysis. There is a very good chance that if your wizard gets caught by this thing, it, he will. You might as well have the player roll up a new character at that point. Unless he's popping fireballs left and right on this thing, unless he blows like all of his his spells, because I imagine for a plant they would have they would have weakness to fire. I would imagine, and that would be an interesting kind of cool image to just have the maybe the wizard gets swallowed but from the inside he casts fireball because really what else can he do if he's not paralyzed and it starts to light on fire from the inside (laughs) but then he's also on fire he's also in that area of effect he's also doing it at disadvantage because he's in i mean he's technically in melee range He's he's yeah. in as melee range as you can be because he's inside of something. Exactly. There's there's a very good chance it doesn't work, and even if it does work, it's as detrimental to the wizard as it is that creature. But yeah, I mean, at that point, I don't know. You just kind of sit sit down with a three hundred diminutive creatures and have a rousing conversation. I think. Just yeah, have have some tea while you you get digested. Exactly. The it has it has. An average of 94 hit points, so it's a 98 plus 54, and it has regeneration 10, so every, at the start of its turn, every time, it gets 10 hit points back. Good lord. But at, but at level 6, if you're doing just standard damage, I mean, I'm assuming everyone's going to be doing roughly around 10 hit points, so yeah, maybe that cancels what, like one of the hits? It's not so bad. No, it's definitely not. It does put the onus on the players to really press the attack and make sure yeah. that they're they're not letting up because otherwise yeah. you go two rounds where maybe everybody's trying to set things up and stay out of grapple mm-hmm. range. It's going to be back to full yeah. points. Right, yeah. Yeah, you got to... It's, it's kind of a burn-down thing but as soon as someone gets grappled and gets popped into its mouth, there's a certain level of, at least it, it, whenever I've played and somebody's gotten grappled or swallowed or, or whatever, there's a certain level of like fight or flight panic desperation that kicks in when you see someone about to be swallowed. And, and you just, you try to Rube Goldberg, get them out of that situation, sometimes throwing caution to the wind and, Maybe the the best bet is to hope that they pass their save and just keep beating the snot out of this thing. Yeah, you know, exactly. At, at, at 94 hit points with an AC of 16, so it, it gets a plus 9 thanks to its natural 
plantiness, but it gets a negative two for its size and a negative one for its deck. So that's what gives us that 16. But it's, oh, it's got to reach a 15 feet. Oh, and it's a space of 15 feet. Wow. Okay, so it's it's a three by three square. Yep. And it can reach up up to three squares away from it. Yeah. So this thing, yeah, this, I like this thing a lot. Just, just because it, it, it's a really less, I mean, like I've never seen this creature before beside like reading through the monster manual a couple of years ago, but it's, so it's, it's an unknown monster from three, five, but it really exemplifies how, how delightfully nasty three, five could be. Oh, yeah. That, like, maybe with a bunch of lucky rolls or a really good party makeup or, or something like that, in the right situation, this thing could be really easy. But one slip-up, say your wizard gets too close or or you just have enough bad attack rolls in a row, like, this, this fight could turn pear-shaped very quickly. Absolutely, yeah. It's one of those things where you you have to try to balance the all right we have to get rid of this with we have to stay kind of far away and even with this one even further away because of the reach and the size right. and all that yeah and just that kind of on the fly manipulation of the battlefield and you know you're you're trying to yell out commands to your other your other party members and things like that. It's scary, really. And and I was just I was just looking up because the name I remember the name Tendriculus. And really? there was an episode of the Glass Cannon podcast where they they meet a, tr- a Tendriculus and I believe huh. it almost kills the entire party. So this this must be early on because it's only a level six. Yes, it was it was relatively this, yeah. early on. Yeah, and I believe I can't remember the episode exactly because it was a a long time ago that they did this, but I think it swallowed two of the four in the oh party. Oh my god! And oh my I god, think, that's half of your party. Yeah, and at least I think at least one of them was paralyzed. Like it was almost worst case scenario. Yeah. It, yeah, it from what I remember I think that is what really hits me about this monster is just the the deadly nature of the entire thing. Mm. You know, be it the the size which would allow it to eat more than one of of a standard character. You know, you, right, for all right. intents and purposes you could you know, you could actually eat an entire party. Right, and, it's, you know, at that point, it's probably yeah, eight the best. Medium. <laughs> that's that's for the best because then you could do the twenty five points of of damage to get yourself out. Right, right, but, one at a time. Like your 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 fighter or your barbarian cuts open a hole and pushes the wizard out first, and then has to do more more damage. Exactly. Yeah. So I. That might even be for the best, but it's just a very. It, it brings in the claustrophobia element. It brings in mm-hmm. the 
you know, not to mention the the swallowed whole part, but just the grappled thing where you can't obviously you can't do much when you're grappled. You're trying to break that. You're tr- you, then the the tendril, the the tentacle, whatever is pulling you towards its mouth. You mm-hmm. you build up so much element of of drama in that 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 is that's the kind of thing that people will look back on in that party and say, God, remember the tendriculus. Yeah. As they're standing on a mound of, of shrubbery. Right, yeah. They have flashbacks. Yeah, the the maybe if, if you're if your players haven't cottoned on to the fact that this thing has a giant maw that is clearly yawning for meat, being being grappled well, I mean, it can happen in the same turn, because as a free action, if they if they successfully grapple with the tentacle they can just pop them right in their mouth yep but say they get say they get grappled and don't get popped into the mouth the 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 next turn for whoever is being grappled they have the option okay maybe i'm just being held and it's hampering me a little bit but i can still do more damage maybe they decide because they 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 don't know they're going to be swallowed they're like okay i'll just i'll i won't waste my turn to break this grapple and i'll do more damage great in the short term but a it's going to regen 10 and two you're going to be swallowed and then like the next turn or two exactly it could totally wipe away whatever whatever damage you did just on that regen and you're still in you're in a worse spot than you were before yeah so yeah i guess because you're you're headed right for that that here comes the airplane of the fighter (laughs) in coming exactly hangar so the game genie version of this is just get away. Like don't if you're grappled just get away. Don't try to do more damage. Don't do anything but get out of its reach or else those next steps are always going to be worse for you. Absolutely. That is that is absolutely the way that I would handle this combat. If 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 I were fighting against the tendriculus is is it's it's not worth it. Because failing those rolls, like failing that first roll, it just snowballs and makes it harder and harder because you have more steps to get out and you have more chances, more more instances where you have to make saves and save against a poison and then save against, and then you still t- will take the acid damage even if you're not paralyzed. And then yep. you have to either climb out or cut your way out. So it's, it's, it snowballs if you if you lose control of it. So preventing it from getting any further than that grapple is is really the the way to do it if you can do it. I think it's well worth spending that action doing that. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, if you can get someone else in the party to to assist you or in five e, it's the help action or whatever. Like some adding their strength or getting a bonus because they're helping pull you out. I think it's worth two people spending an action to get you out of a, a, a grapple like that. That being said, there is a second tentacle. So if yeah. someone if someone comes in there to try and help get you out, they're in range of that other tentacle. God, so it's just this this cycle of the two of you helping each other out <laughs> know, of tentacles. Right. And maybe maybe that's that's how you do it so you can keep it busy, but in that case again, it's just it's just a single bad roll away from just the the s hitting the fan yeah and i i don't think i realized 
initially and from from hearing this creature before just how many successive grapple checks you have to make just to be free of this yeah like there's you're looking at three four rounds if you're swallowed to climb yeah. out of the mouth say yeah you know say you're the the wizard and you don't have the slashing weapon right there is no easy way out of this yeah you, you gotta you gotta beat that that 28 strength grapple so you you come out of the stomach up into the mouth up into the mouth you have to also do a grapple check to get out of it but i exactly but i but the tendriculus can also do a grapple check on their turn to try to swallow you again yeah so it's oh it's nasty it's it's a nasty little kind of chain of events there yeah it's it's one of those things where you it's a combat that it can go south so fast that yes. your, you know, you could easily wind up killing an entire party with it, or at least maybe not killing an entire party, but killing enough where maybe the other two or the other three <laughs> that are left just get the heck out of there. We'll come back later for the re- remains. <laughs> for for the, the the gooey the gooey remains. Yeah, we'll put you we'll, in. An we'll urn. come back in four levels when we're strong. <laughs> You will be remembered. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, if, say someone gets swallowed and they can't get out and they get paralyzed or whatever, and the rest of the party takes it down, presumably you can say, okay, once it's down, you can just cut it open. I wouldn't oh, yeah. make them do any rolls or anything. Maybe the the guy in, maybe I would make them do rolls just to see how much extra damage they take. In inside the the tendriculus, or once it's killed, would like the digestive enzymes not work anymore? You know, are they just in danger of suffocation? Sure, yeah, that's a good point. So they're still on on borrowed time, but it's a little, it's a there. There are less distractions. I I wouldn't say you take ten because they'd obviously be dead by then. But but I don't. Th- I'm not sure I'd make them make him do any rolls beyond like okay you take an additional like 15 points of damage before they get you out of there yeah especially if the say the three party members on the outside have slashing weapons and you're not like trying to just strength check rip this apart something along yeah those right lines. right or or maybe maybe you don't have maybe the, the dc on the grapple check is is like halved for them, for the the swallowee to be able to crawl out. That's true because it's not being you know, actively grappled against. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's not. It's it's now just in a container as opposed to constricting muscles or or vines or whatever this thing has. Sure. Keeping it down. You know, it's being regurgit. It's it's self regurgitation. <laughs> now, I would I would aesthetically make these things seasonal like an aladrin you know like maybe there's an autumn version of the tendriculus or or like a rattly kind of bare tree scrub brushy one for for winter something like that so that one's almost a wicker man ish kind of yeah yeah and i was thinking maybe give them different abilities too but there's nothing in this this one on on this page that makes it feel like seasonal specific, you know. Sure, yeah. 
nothing springy know. about it. Right, right, yeah. I mean, it's it, it all makes for really cool combat. But but it's not it, I I don't think it would be anything beyond a, a, a separate skin, you know, to, to fight to fight the, the summer version of this, which has like gorgeous blossoms. Oh it has like gorgeous blossoms that smell really good. So it, it tempts over your your druid to like who wants to stop and smell the flowers. Sure. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. I, you could even if you were doing the reskin thing, you could even do it as more of a a location based one as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's oh, like a swamp one, a swamp one, a, a okay. forest one, something that the bear tree type creature for more of like a, a wintry, you know, snow based mm-hmm. campaign, something like that. So would it have the tree like growing out of the top of it, and it would kind of rise up if people approach the the tree, or you're saying like its limbs would be kind of of like branchy. Yeah, it would just be all very branchy like that. Okay. And you could yeah. maybe even that one you could see into it a little bit better. Yeah. And you could see the 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 negative effects that it's having on Oh, that's the cool. swallow E. Yeah, that's cool. I like that that idea. And I, I, I feel like that particularly if it's all like bare branches and vines and stuff, it could sit there with its mouth open and then just look like this, oh, look at this cool tunnel that's made by these these round branches, you know? Maybe it's it's almost like an anglerfish where it just kind of tempts people in to explore, and then it's like, okay, lump. I mean, yeah, then, it is. It's a huge creature, really. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge so, plant, yeah. There's nothing saying you can't... You could have something in there that actively tempts, maybe tempts your thief, maybe tempts yeah. your, maybe you have something in there, like you said, with the the flower, you know, bringing over the druid, but maybe something mm. even more than that, that they would actively want, mm. you know, that's, that's in there. They see some sort of like glowing essence of, of their, de- their deity or something along those lines. Oh, now, now you're making it superpowered like now it has magical abilities and stuff too like it can well no just that they swallowed an amulet oh okay okay so it's from a, a previous sure previous snack okay yeah maybe maybe what you're looking for maybe the the quest that you're on mm-hmm. that's where it is is okay in that. so okay you could i mean you could easily not easily but you could kill it and then just cut that out Right. But if you don't know that's what it is, like, sure, you go into the tunnel. And then all of yeah. a sudden the tunnel closes behind you. Yeah, I like that a lot. That that this is I mean it's it's only level six, but it's it's the, the final the final hurdle for that like little leg, for that little little chunk. So you're you're one through six basically. It culminates in this thing. Sure. Now is this a solo critter? Or would you would you throw other things at this? This feels like a like a a, a one on four kind of thing. It does. The only thing I can think is maybe if there were some smaller plant based, like twig blights or something. Yeah, something along those lines. The blood bramble, maybe. Mm, yeah, they just come out. They're kind of opportunistic, and they know yeah. that stuff gets killed around here, so they're obviously going to hang around and. 
kind of harry the the players while while this thing does most of the work yeah they're more of just a pest they're the mosquitoes of this but yeah i think if i was to add it it would be something along those lines it would be you know this and a bunch of skeletons this and a bunch of goblins something like that yeah i think there's certainly a a fair enough of of creatures out there that are plant-based just it, it is one of those categories of of well we have a bunch of undead we have a bunch of this that plant based is is definitely yeah. one of them and they don't have to be like fey plant based it could just be like this which is just a huge living active exactly. plant yeah this would be an interesting even just kind of a stop on the way if this was like part of a was it myconid is that the 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 mushroom people mushroom people mm. like if they had one of these and it's almost almost like a compost heap not oh not like cool. a, a a you know a living plant so to speak yeah. but it's it's just compost and it's everything's decomposing mm-hmm. which you would imagine from that kind of society and this is either this is where they throw the prisoners that they want to get rid of this something mm-hmm. along those lines it's almost like the I can almost see it being like the trash compactor scene in Star Wars. I was thinking that, or isn't there like an an animate garbage heap in Fraggle Rock? Isn't no? There's it's some something Henson has like a a a a pile of garbage, doesn't it? Am I making that I, up? No, it sounds familiar, and I'm sure that we're just forgetting the reference at the moment. But yeah, I can. Is it Eureka's Castle? Ooh. Ah, I don't remember. Yeah, I like the idea of of the the myconid. Basically it's their 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 garbage spot where they dump the bodies and they've dumped enough dead magical bodies, bodies that have been imbued with various types of magic that it's kind of bled out and and animated this this rot pile. Oh yeah. That's, That's cool. really cool. I like that idea a lot. And that's the, oh my God, that's the beauty of all of these monsters. And like your imagination is the only thing keeping you back. Like that we've come up with so many ideas for this thing that have nothing to do with the stat block that we read. Exactly. And it's, it's really just however you, however you, your, your campaign and your mind directs you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, you can... We've talked about reskinning stuff before, whether it's monsters or kind of encounters, things like that. But this is this is a really good example of kind of an all-purpose creature that you can you can use multiple times within your within your campaign mm-hmm. in multiple different scenarios because you can put a different spin on it and. Maybe that's where all of the the little items that they have to go on their fetch quests are. You know, it it's in a it's in one of these every time, but it's a different kind. Maybe there's a different maybe you create a different effect in if you're swallowed by it. Something along those lines, so that it's obviously not so cookie cutter and repetitive. But at the end of the dungeon you've beat the big bad and the final thing is you have to go in and get this out of this creature. Yeah. Right. You it you're not saying this is the big bad, but this is this is actually the next 
the, the, the final final because you've beaten the big bad, but you still got to get this. Exactly. And maybe yeah. the big bad provides you something to, not easily, but kill this thing easier and mm, yeah. and get it. You know, kind of the, the Legend of Zelda, each right. boss drops the next, the the weapon that you need to get through the next part of mm-hmm. the campaign type thing. Before we rate this uh, on the, um, the Muppet fandom Wikipedia, Marjorie the Trash Heap is a large matronly sentient compost heap from Fraggle Rock. Okay. According to her rat-like companions Philo and Gunge, who serve as her acolytes, the trash heap knows all and sees all. In fact, Marjorie is all. Quote, I'm orange peels, I'm coffee grounds, I'm wisdom. She is She is the oracle for the Fraggles, and it's... It's dangerous for them to go see her because they got to sneak past like the big, the big gorg monsters guys yeah. that they they live in their garden, and the according to the presentation booklet used to pitch the series, Marjorie's pronouncements quote sound a little like Dear Abby on a bad day, end quote. So there it is. Old Henson was the best Henson. Such good, such good Henson. So let's rate this Tendriculus. How many small hillocks would you give the Tendriculus? I'm going to break rank a little bit because I usually would reserve the above five for something that is yep. campaign worthy. And I don't think this is mm-hmm. really campaign worthy. No, I mean, it's, it's but, it'd be cool to see every now and then, but it, you certainly wouldn't build a whole thing around it. Exactly. But this has got so many different iterations that you can can create using this creature i mean this i'm gonna go with it's a solid six for me okay i'm 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 appeased (laughs) (laughs) I i think that's about what i would give it to be honest maybe a five five or six i think it's got it's got a lot of cool there it's got a lot of cool it's got a lot of danger and potential you know it is the it is the tendriculus Six six small hillocks for the Tendriculus this week. Thanks so much for listening. And we will be back next week with another random monster from a random monster manual. Goodbye. Random Encounters is a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network.